my wife and I are going to, we're going to do this kind of like we used to teach Sabbath school. So you all are going to be good Bible students. You will need a Bible, by the way. You're going to need a Bible. I hope everyone, if you don't have a Bible in hand, there are Bibles in front of you uh, in the pew. You will need a Bible. You will need a Bible, I promise you. So as you're getting your Bibles, there's two things that our Pathfinders are passing out to you. The first is actually a registration form, which my husband alluded to. The second is our actual quiz sheet. So you should have two things, a Pathfinder registration form and then a quiz sheet. And let me, let me give you the incentive. If you have a child or children between ages 9 and 16, our new Pathfinder year is coming up. Amen. Amen. So if your child fills out, as we are studying, if they fill out the paperwork that we've given them and they give it to the ushers at the end of, uh, put their name on it, give it to the ushers at the end of, of church service, and if they are interested in Pathfinders, we will make sure to give them a, um, the honor sanctuary that the honor. sanctuary honor that correlates with our Bible study today. So they will walk into Pathfinders with, on their first day with their first with honor. The first honor. Amen. So there's a little bit of incentive. And and while I guess the the ushers are still passing out pens and paperwork. Um, we had an opportunity to participate in the Sanctuary Honor at Oshkosh. And how many of you, I see some people here who may not have come with us this last time, but they have gone to Oshkosh. Raise your hand if you have had the Oshkosh experience. Raise your hand. There we go. Yes. Amen. So one of, one of the great things, and I think that this uh, honor is presented every year by Andrews University, what they do is they, they have a complete life-size replication of the Old Testament sanctuary. It is amazing to go through. And so we had the opportunity, they've had it, uh, years past, but this year was our first year to participate in it, and we had the opportunity to go through the sanctuary, amen, amen. and really experience as close as we can um, what the Old Testament uh, Israelites experienced as they uh, worship. As you know, the uh, scripture, I believe, was one of the scriptures, let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. Amen. So we had, it was a beautiful experience. The entire process took about an hour and a half, actually, to get through. So we have condensed it very nicely for you. We're not going to take an hour and a half to do the sanctuary <laughs> honor. But um, it was a beautiful experience, and so we're going to get into it right now. All right. Uh, if you will, just bow your heads with me as we pray. Dear kind Heavenly Father, we thank you for this Sabbath day. We thank you for your blessings. We thank you for um, your mercy and kindness to us. We thank you for all the young people here. We ask that you would uh, reveal your purpose to each one of us as we worship in your sanctuary, Lord. We thank you for your blessings. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's look at the scripture reading one more time, and it's if you don't have it's in your bulletin. The scripture readings were Jeremiah 29:11 and Exodus 25:8. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, 
thoughts of peace and not of evil. That was Jeremiah 29:11. And Exodus 25:8 said, "And let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them." Okay. This title right here says Christ's ministry in the heavenly sanctuary. Heavenly sanctuary. I'm going to cut across. This is a little wordy. It's a little lengthy, but I want you, can everybody hear me? Can everyone hear me? Okay. I'm not a pastor or a preacher, but we're going to see how this goes. All right. This is from the, the um, Seventh-day Adventists have, how many fundamental beliefs do we have? 28. How many fundamental beliefs do we have, Bible students? 28. This is number 24 of our fundamental Seventh-day Adventist belief. It reads, and you can read this up here on the, on the screen, you can listen to me. It says, there is a sanctuary in heaven, the true tabernacle that the Lord set up and not humans. In it, Christ ministers on our behalf, making available to believers the benefits of his atoning sacrifice offered once for all on the cross. Amen. At his ascension, he was inaugurated as our great high priest and began his intercessory ministry, which was typified by the work of the high priest in the holy place of the earthly sanctuary. Next slide. In 1844, everybody familiar? If you're, if you're, a, if you're, if you're familiar with this date, 1844, at the end of the prophetic period of 2,300 days, he, meaning Jesus, entered the second and last phase of his atoning ministry, which was typified by the work of the high priest in the most holy place of the earthly sanctuary. It is a work of investigative judgment, which is part of an ultimate disposition of all sin, typified by the cleansing of the ancient Hebrew sanctuary on the Day of Atonement. In that typical service, the sanctuary was cleansed with the blood of animal sacrifices. But the heavenly things are purified with the perfect sacrifice of the blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen. The investigative judgment reveals to heavenly intelligences who among the dead are asleep in Christ and therefore in him are deemed worthy to have part in the first resurrection. Almost done. It also makes manifest who among the living are abiding in Christ keeping the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus and in him, therefore, are ready for translation into his everlasting kingdom. This judgment vindicates the justice of God in saving those who believe in Jesus. It declares that those who have remained loyal to God shall receive the kingdom. The completion of, his, of this ministry of Christ will mark the close of human probation before the second advent or second coming of Christ. And these are some of the verses, if, you wanna, if you're a good Bible student, you can write these down. But these are the references for where um, our church takes uh, that information that I just read to you. So what we're going to do is we're going to see, we're going to see what the earthly sanctuary looked like and what the high priest and priests were doing in the sanctuary uh, during the time that the Israelites um, were, were, were um, what do I want to say? 
doing their thing. All right. So, so can I can I yes. interject? This is how we always do in Sabbath school. So. I want to clarify one thing because I think there may be an assumption here that, you know, we're in a sanctuary right now, right? Right? This is a sanctuary. We, we in 2019, we classify this specific room within the church. We're in a church, but we, spe we specify this room as a sanctuary. But what we're talking about is in the Old Testament times, there was a different, a complete, oh, Yay! Oh. Mike? 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 Hello? Cannot hear me. Him. Testing, testing, testing. Okay, sorry. Our, our tech team is, is looking at us. Okay. So, but in the Old Testament, there, the sanctuary was completely different from what we know of today. And the reason why it was completely different was God used symbols. We know this, right? God used symbols, he used illustrations to help teach very important lessons about the future, about his love for us, and the plan of salvation, amen? amen. So the sanctuary that we see here, for those of you who may not know, it did not look like this at all. This is actually a picture of a sanctuary replica. Go ahead. Yeah, so, well, I thought this worked, never mind. All right, so what you're looking at, what you're looking at is a model of the tabernacle or the sanctuary in Timnah Park, Israel. Okay? This is what this is what the sanctuary replica at Oshkosh looked like. This is what it looked like. Minus the dust. Okay? Minus the No, there was dust. Well there was <laughs> dust, but minus the mountain and, and whatnot. But this is the, the sanctuary that we got a chance to walk through and look at. This is what it looked like. It's a life-size, life-size, two-scale replica, okay? And the sanctuary, if you're a good Bible student, which I know you all are, had different areas to it, different sections to it. Um, so here, when you walk in our church, you walk in, and you walk into the foyer, which is that outside area, and then eventually you walk into the actual sanctuary area where we're all sitting now. Okay. The sanctuary was similar, similar to that, only most of it was outside. There's not a covering on, on a lot of the sanctuary other than where the, where the ark was. Okay. Now, question number one. Let's see. Did I break it? Did I? Okay. Maybe you can just go to the next slide. I promise you I didn't break it. I promise you I didn't, I didn't break it. Did I do that? I don't think that was me. All right, question number one. We'll do this. If you have your paper with you, the first question is this. It says, name the three main parts of the sanctuary and courtyard. Name the three main parts of the sanctuary and the courtyard. Now, all right. Okay. There are three main parts, 
three main parts to the, to the sanctuary in the courtyard. There is a Bible reference for this. Deuteronomy 31.26. Deuteronomy 31.26. And if you just happen to carry around patriarchs and prophets in your back pocket, it's page 524. Page 524 for a reference. Deuteronomy 31.26. Somebody read that for me. Just read it out loud. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Lily. Thank you. So there's, there, I heard Book of the Law. What else was there? Ark of the Covenant. And what else? These are items, these are items that went into this area. Yes, but our question is the three main parts of the sanctuary. Does right. anyone know the three, the main, three main parts, parts of the sanctuary? Shout it out so I can hear something. Okay. I heard holy place. Holy place. I heard most holy place. And the courtyard. There we go. Let's see if that's correct. The holy place, the most holy place, and the courtyard. We broke it. No, 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 no. He's just going to do okay. it. Okay. Thank you. Is that your final answer, church? Okay, do you need some more deliberation? No? This side is extremely sure. I didn't get the same no shakers over here. Do you need more deliberation? No. I don't know. I saw some eyes kind of looking up like not sure. All right. So this side is confirmed. The holy place, the most holy place, and the courtyard. All three. All three. Okay. God is good. Are we good? Oh, are we good? All right. There we go. Yay. Okay. You all are correct. Yes. The court, the holy place, and the most holy place. Now, within the courtyard, we had two main pieces, the altar of sacrifice and the laver. And that was where uh, the priests would wash their hands. And what was so awesome was at Oshkosh, they actually went through kind of this process for us to see. Um, the holy place, and inside the holy place, there was the table of showbread. There were seven branched lampstands, and then there was the altar of incense. And then within the most holy place, the most holy place, which only one individual could go in, which was the high priest, you had the Ark of the Covenant, the Mercy Seat, the Cherubim, and the Law of Moses. Amen. Thank you. All right. Y'all are good Bible students. Okay. Let's see. Okay. Next question. Tell what each furniture piece represents. Now you all have several pieces in front of you on number two. There's a gate. There's the altar of sacrifice, the laver, the table of showbread, altar of incense, ark of the covenant, mercy seat, cherubim. All of these things 
were there, okay? Let me give you some references here. So for the gate, you may want to look at John 10, 1 through 3. And if you want to work in groups, it's okay. We're going to get a little comfortable here. This is a special Sabbath program. We're learning about the sanctuary. So John 10, 1 through 3 is going to tell you about that gate. The altar of sacrifice You'll find that in Mark 25, 37, okay? The laver, you'll find that in John 3, 5, and then Titus 3, 5. The table of showbread, you'll see a reference to that in John 6, 35 and 48. The altar of incense, Isaiah 61, 10. The ark of the covenant, Exodus 25, 22. The mercy seat, Exodus 37, 6, and the cherubim, Exodus 25, 15 through 22. These are all pieces that were represented in the sanctuary. And ooh, yes, we have some answers there too. The answers are there. So here we're going to review the gate. The gate represents, this is the only entrance into the courtyard. When you looked at the courtyard, there was only one way to get into that courtyard. And this represented the fact that Jesus is the only way to eternal life. Do we agree with that? Amen? Jesus is the only way to receive eternal life. And you find that in John 10, 1 through 3. Then you have the altar of sacrifice. This altar of sacrifice represented Christ's sacrifice on the cross as a sin offering on our behalf. Amen? Amen. The laver, this is where the priests would wash themselves. This represents cleansing from sin. This makes sense, right? And this was actually, it represented also a form of baptism. And again, we had two beautiful baptisms take place over this time period. The table of showbread. This showbread, what do you believe that that symbolized? Jesus was the what? The bread of life. Amen. The altar of incense. This symbolized prayers that were ascending to heaven, intercension and merits of Christ. The Ark of the Covenant. This was the actual presence of God. The mercy seat, literally the place of cleansing or place where sin was paid for. And the cherubims were the guardians of God's glory. Let's go back to that Ark of the Covenant was the presence of God. The verse, the verse that we had in our scripture reading, Exodus 25, 8 states, Let them make me a sanctuary that I may what? Dwell among them. God was actually, the presence of God was actually in the sanctuary. And it was represented by a Shekinah glory that sat above that mercy seat. Amen? All right. Let's go to question number three. How many coverings were over the sanctuary? So if we go back to that first, uh, if you remember going back to that first picture uh, that we saw, which was a picture of the sanctuary, you had this outer courtyard where um, the people were able to come and they could gather there. But then there was, it looked like a tent, didn't it? A bit of a tent. Well, 
that tent wasn't just a tent. There were special garments and coverings that made up that tent that also represented certain things, okay? All right, so how many coverings were over the sanctuary? List them in order from inside and out. The sanctuary was covered with four layers, and we have them there. There was somebody on this side, shout out number B to me, 3B on this side. The inner royal liner on this side. Let me hear what was the next one. And then on this side, let me hear what was it. And then on this side, tell me what was it. Okay, so these were the coverings. And then we're going to list them in order. And I think they are in order, actually, on here. Okay? All right. These were, the, these were pieces, coverings, that actually covered the sanctuary, okay? And that inner royal liner, I'm going to give you some information here. It was made of, and, and actually it was very interesting to see because um, Andrews University actually had the colors. Like you could see the colors of the layers. So that inner royal layer, we saw the red, the blue, and the purple linens. Those colors were vibrant there. And then they had something that looked like goat's hair, which was a bleached white, okay? The ram skin was dyed red. And then the badger skin, it was this durable leather, okay? Amen. And then we're going to tell what each one of those represents. Okay. Just throw something out here. What do you think that red would symbolize? In that royal liner, that red, it represents Christ's sacrifice. Blue, anyone know what blue might mean? I'm sorry? The law? I'm liking where the law is going. The law, what are we to be to the law? Obedience. So that blue symbolized obedience, okay? And the purple, what do you think of when you think of purple? Royalty, yes. The purple represented royalty and gold represented divinity. Those were in that inner royal liner part. Then that woven goat's hair, it represented, remember, it was bleached white. So what do you think that may represent? Purity, I heard it. The ram skin was dyed red. What do you think that would represent? The blood of Jesus. And the badger skin represents Jesus' covering and his divinity with humanity. Amen? All right. And we have, I think, our next slide. We've got a couple of pictures. This gentleman here on the left was our high priest, and he was part of our tour. And he actually, as you see, he's fully clothed. And every. And then we also have some Pathfinder parents and workers that are with us there taking pictures and, and getting autographs with the high priest. Amen. And then on the right, you see a picture of our Pathfinders. It was a green day, so we had on our green shirts, and we were going through uh, the sanctuary. Okay? 
So it says the following colors were used in the sanctuary and in the high priest's clothing. So we talked about purple, we talked about red, we talked about gold, we talked about white. All of these colors, as you can see, are also present in the priest's clothing, okay? And I think we kind of know what some of that represents, right? We've already talked about that. So tell me, red in the priest's clothing, what is that going to represent on this side only? Okay, let me hear it very loudly over here. On this side, the blue is going to represent obedience. Yes, on this side, purple is going to represent. All right. And then black represents sin. Okay, gold on this side. Divinity. Now, we also have a couple of extra. We have silver and brass. The silver represents the longing desire, okay? Let me make sure I have that. Is that, I'm making sure, okay. And then the brass represents divinity on earth. And that comes actually from Philippians 2, 5 through 8. That was God being fully human and fully God. All right, next slide. Okay, now the priests were what, from what tribe? I want you, I'm gonna give you three sets. Think about this, what tribe do you think the priests were from? The priests were from Levi, the tribe of Levi. Do you know why the priests were from the tribe of Levi? No, 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 Sharon. No, 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 Sharon. Sharon, no. And, and I love Sharon. I'm saying no to Sharon, but I'm saying no to her because she got a special Bible study on why the priests were Levi one night. And it was, it was a beautiful Bible study that we were in. Amen. So Sharon, Sharon, keep that in your heart right now. And then we're going to ask someone else. <laughs> They were the smallest tribe? Okay, we've got they were the smallest tribe. What about on this side, maybe? Any thoughts? I heard they were chosen by God. Is that what I heard? Why were they chosen by God is the question. Their obedience when? At what, what, At what point? What happened? I forgot. <laughs> okay, all right, that's all right, but he's, he's on it. There was a particular event that they were the only ones that were obedient to. Yes, yes. So do you remember in, in, the, in the Old Testament, there was a time where Moses had gone off to receive the Ten Commandments, and then those Israelites were down there, and they're just acting something, something. And they said, we need a golden calf. We need to worship something because we're in, we were in Egypt and we were used to worshiping uh, idols and things. Well, the Levites were the only tribe that refused to worship the golden calf. And, and Sharon was in a beautiful Bible study. that It was an impromptu Bible study. You know, when you're sitting around at night and the kids are asleep and, you know, the adults are talking and we're just talking about the Lord and God and God is good. And we participated in a Bible study and we learned that they were the only ones that did not participate. And that's why they were chosen to be the tribe where the priests would come from. OK, amen. 
All right, is there anything else? Okay. No, we're good. We're almost done. Okay, so there were two types of priests, and we apologize. We don't have the common priest's picture. We just had the high priest's picture. But the common priest, and they showed it to us there, was in all white. Okay, so the common priest, he had a white uh, cap of sorts with a white headband, a white robe, and a white girdle. Okay, but the high priest, uh, his, uh, his... his attire, thank you, his garments were very colorful and very representative of all these different things that we have discussed. Okay? So the white common priest, they wore linen breeches as an undergarment. Uh, their garments were woven of one piece, spotless and without any blemish. All of the common priests were a plain wore a plain white linen robe and turban. They always removed their sandals before entering into the sanctuary. The high priests wore linen breeches and embroidered linen coat and an embroidered girdle, sleeveless, solid blue robe, and on the hem of the robe hung tinkling golden, what do you think? Bells, okay, and pomegranates as well. Bells and pomegranates. And, and the, gen- the gentleman who were, was wearing this had a replica, and he had these little bells and little, looked like fruit on um, his, uh, his garment there. The ephod was worn outside of the blue robe, and there was a shorter garment of gold, blue, purple, and scarlet, and fine twined linen. It's very elaborate. And uh, it was engraved with the names of the six tribes of Israel on each side. And on the ephod was a breastplate, and in the breastplate, next to the heart of the high priest, were two onyx stones called the Urim and the Thummim. Thummim through which God made known his will. And so you may remember in the Old Testament, the priests, go ahead. You look like you were going to say something. God actually communicated through, you know, to the priests through uh, these onyx stones that would tell them yes or no to different things. Okay, and then there were 12 precious stones on the outside of the breastplate. It was arranged in four rows of three in order from left to right and top to bottom. Sardis, topaz, carbuncle, emerald, sapphire, diamond, jacinth, agate, amethyst, beryl, onyx, and jasper. And on his head, he wore a crown with a blue ribbon plate of gold engraved holiness to the Lord. And the description of the high priest and the common priest is in Exodus 28 and uh, Exodus 39. Okay. All right. What kinds of animals were brought to the courtyard daily? So when you came to present your sacrifices, what kinds of animals? Let's just hear. You may be familiar with animals. A lamb. Okay. I hear a goat. Okay, I Pathfinders are, are, are shouting out too because they remember turtle doves, I heard someone say, which was true, yes. Okay, anything else? Anybody else? 
Yes, yes. So there, was, there were young uh, bull, rams, heifers, lambs, goats, and pigeons or doves were brought to the sanctuary daily. All were ceremonially clean without spot and blemish. Okay? And the last question, number nine, how is Christ represented in the sanctuary services? Okay? Tell me something about... We just talked about the types of animals that were what? Okay, this was part of the service, okay? So if animals were sacrificed, Christ, how was he represented in that part of the service? Okay, I hear lots of confirmed mumbling, but what is it? Let me hear, shout something out, one person. The lamb, okay. The shedding of blood for the remission of sin, yes, amen. So the animals being sacrificed represented Jesus coming to die for us, okay? And then also in Hebrews 4, 2, the message of the sanctuary was a message of salvation, amen, that God used to proclaim the gospel with. So this was an opportunity for you to see in living color all of these symbols representing God wanting to, uh, to come down and to redeem us. The earthly sanctuary services were a symbol for then, the present time, and also for our time too. Through the symbol and rituals, God proposed by means of this gospel a parable to focus the faith of Israel upon the sacrifice and priestly ministry of the world re Redeemer, the Lamb of God who would take away the sins of the world. The sanctuary uh, illustrated three phases of ministry. Okay, the first, the substitutionary sacrifice, right? Because we should die for our sins, right? The law would say, what does the law say? The wages of sin is death, but he provided the substitutionary sacrifice, so we don't have to die right, if we accept him. The priestly mediation, which is him mediating on our behalf, and then the final judgment. Amen. Good job. Thank you, babe. Hold on, hold on. Leave it on. Leave it on. Leave it on. Okay. So, so we've seen what the sanctuary... We learned all of that. It took us about an hour and a half, and so that's why we condensed it. We condensed it into about 20 minutes. Um, the, the, the title of this year's, the title of this year's um, World Pathfinder Day was What's Your Purpose? What's your purpose? What's your purpose as a young adult? What's your purpose as a younger person? What's your purpose as an adult? What is your purpose as a Christian? What is your purpose as a Christian? And I think that's more important than all of the others. What is our purpose as Garland Faith Community Seventh-day Adventist Church? What is our purpose? Well, our purpose is to, one, worship God, and you see that in the sanctuary setup. You see that in the sanctuary setup. Um, our other um, memory verse, well, our first memory verse was Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil. For all of us, God wants what's best for us. He wants to do for us um, 
I think in ways that we don't even know and can't comprehend and can't understand sometimes. Um, and it is incumbent upon us, it's important for us as especially young people, I think, young, young people, to develop, and I say this in Sabbath school class all the time, to develop that what? Relationship. Thank you. Thank you, Charles. Thank you. To develop that relationship. Develop that relationship. It's harder as you get older to maintain or develop a relationship. If I never talk, if I never talk to Faith, if I never talk to, to my wife, do we have much of a relationship? No, we might not have much of a relationship. I can't ask her to do something for me if I never talk to her, never talk to her. So there is, you know, with God. God is merciful. He will do things for us and, and, and help us. But how much more could he do for us if we develop a relationship with him through daily prayer, daily study, and, and, and daily communion with him? And so that's why we liked, we, we, we really wanted to share that sanctuary information with you. Because that was a, an opportunity for God to show through, through, um, through a, visual, a visual sense what he was going to do for mankind on the cross. That's what, that, that's what I, I, I like about that. I like, I'm a visual person. I wish I had more slides with pictures. I apologize. But God wants, he wants to save each one of us. He wants to save each one of us. That, I mean, that's what it comes down to. He wants to save each one of us. And he wants us to partner with him in helping win souls for him. And so, you know, that, we had the two baptisms, um, and there were, there were many baptisms, like I said, every single day while we were at Oshkosh. Yeah, there were over, a th how many? The pastor says there were 1,300 baptisms. I mean, 1,300 baptisms. I've never seen 1,300 baptisms before. So, you know, God is working. His Holy Spirit is working, and he wants us to partner with him, partner with him. Um, you want to say something? Yes. This is, you know, if you, think of the, if you think of the Pathfinder creeds, there, was, there is one that we say, I will be pure, kind, and true, Pathfinders. Repeat that with me. I will be pure, kind, and true. I will keep the... And this is the stickler. I will be a... And a... And a friend to man. That is what our purpose is. I think that's summed up. I will be a servant of God and a friend to man. And one of the things that Pathfinders, we teach and we try to hone in every single time, how do we show that we're a servant of God? And how do we show that we're a friend to man? What do we do? What are our actions that, that display that we are a friend to man and a servant of God? So anyway, God is good. Okay. Amen. So thank you for studying with us. And like we said, um, if you have a child or children from the ages of 9, between 9 and 16, and if they filled out the, the paperwork, and if you're interested in putting them in Pathfinders, have them turn in the paperwork, name on it, and when they start Pathfinders, they will have an honor already uh, starting the year. At this time, I'm going to have, if you look in the bulletin, it says Pathfinder Oshkosh Experiences. Each one of our Pathfinders had a different experience. Now, Faith and I drove the boys' van. Where's Sheldon and his wife? Where's Sheldon and Elizabeth? There they are. They drove the girls' van. And I bet you, here's something I bet you you all didn't know. I didn't even know this. 
Miss Faith can rap. <laughs> Miss Faith can rap. I, did, I didn't know that. I did not know that. I, I, I really didn't. And we've known each other for a long time. Didn't know that. And so what we had, I'm, I'm just going to, this is, this is my Oshkosh experience, okay? And then I'll let all the, all the kids go. Now, the trip up there is, is, is about 16 hours, but by van, kids, we got to eat, we got to use the bathroom, we got to do, 20. took us about 20, 20 okay? It took us about 20 hours. And so um, we left on a Sunday morning, we left Sunday morning, drove all day Sunday, drove all night, all night Sunday night, all night Sunday night get there. But on the way, on the way, we're driving. The boys' van is in front of the girls' van, if I, if I remember correctly. And I imagine Miss Faith was driving at first, and then Liz and Sheldon took over. But you see our van doing this, rocking back and forth as we're, as we're driving down the highway. And the van is rocking this way because, because the boys in my van are rapping. They are making, they're making their own raps, okay? They're making their own raps. The, Can I say one? I'm sorry. Can I jump in there? Yeah, well, hold on, hold on one second. Oh, and the beat, and the beat squad. And we, had a, and we had a beat squad. And we had a beat squad, led by Ethan Thomas. We have to preface this. Right. So what we told them before we left was, we have no electronics. Right. No cell phones. These kids cannot have cell phones. We're not going to have them all day doing this, you know, and we can't keep their attention and give them instructions and so forth. So they literally thought they were going to die. Oh, if you take these from these Gen Zers, if you take a phone from them, it's literally like having surgery on a major part of their body. Oh, and all of the weeping and gnashing of teeth that we heard getting into the van. Miss Faith. Oh, I put a whole song list together, a whole playlist together, a.k.a. Tiffany Thomas. And, oh, I can't, how, what are we going to do for 24 hours? Heaven forbid you actually talk to each other, okay? So we're like, no, 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 no phones. They, they only had phones at various times where they could call their parents and so forth, but the majority of the time, they did not have their phones. So this trip, when they were driving, they were like, what are we going to do? Oh, we're going to die. You know, like the Israelites, you've brought us out here to die in the wilderness with no cell phones and everything, okay? All right. About an hour or so in, somebody says, I don't even know how the rapping started, but it just started. And at first they were rapping about, I, I, I think Winnie the Pooh, it was just like random weird stuff, you know? And so I said, well, we'll let, but what I noticed was when we came back, they all wanted to put Christian themes in their raps. So that let me know that what they saw every single night, because every night we watched the play, they had a beautiful professional production of David and, and Goliath. Those things were, in, were you know, ruminating in their minds, and they started rapping about it. And they had, there were some beautiful raps. I wish we could have kept them. I actually kept mine, but go ahead now. Mine is videotaped. If you want to watch it later, you can. Maybe we'll throw it up on YouTube, but but anyway, anyway, we did. We 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 had a we had a wonderful time. It we was, it was a beautiful experience. We're in the we're in the van. I'll be brief. We're in the van, and like I said, the van is swaying, and we're doing this. And um, but you know, 
the, the, the kids are, they're, they're really resilient, and I, and I, I do want to say this, I, I, I forgot to mention this, I wanted to thank the parents for trusting us with your children, um, because you don't have to do that, you don't have to do that, and for us to take them 20 hours, um, you know, up to, to Wisconsin, um, you know, Lord, Lord blessed us, he, he protected us, but anything can happen. And so um, I did want to did want to say that. But we're driving. The kids are. What are we going to do? We don't have cell phones. And so they're you know they're talking. We had one individual in our group. His mother let him come all the way from England, from England, and um, he rode with us. And they were t they got a chance to talk, ask him questions, meet him, things like that. And so without the cell phones, this is this is where I'm going with this. With Without the cell phone attached to their hand like this, they actually got a chance to talk to each other and talk to others and bond. And what you saw was, what you saw was, or what I observed was, I saw kids making deeper friendships um, while they were there, not only with themselves, but with other people from other clubs, other people from other, from other clubs. And it, it fostered some teamwork, um, I think, that, um, that maybe would not have happened uh, if all they were doing was looking at electronics. So, and Another moment that I loved was when I was passing the boys' tent one night. Or no, I'm sorry, Adam, Adam was telling me about this. There was prayer meeting that was going on. This is in the tent. This is in the tent after lights out and everything. And the boys didn't know that I walked by. This, this was our big boys' tent, so our 13 to 15-year-old boys. They had prayer meeting. Tell us a little bit about that prayer that you heard. All right, this is the last thing I'm going to say, and then we're going to let Sam get up. So as I'm walking by the tent, everybody's gone in their tents. The girls are quiet. The girls are quiet. The girls are always quiet. The girls are always quiet. The, the, the boys, you know, the tent swaying back and forth. They're, I don't know what's going on. And so I walk by, and I hear Charles. <laughs> Who was in your tent, Charles? Fred. Just Fred, you and Fred? Charles and Fred are in their tent. And they're praying. And I said, oh, man, this is, this is wonderful. Let me, let, me, let me just put my ear up to the tent. And so I hear Charles, I hear Charles pray, one, that they have a good day the next day, okay. And then Charles says, Lord, help us to be able to find some girls to talk to. <laughs> and I, and I, 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 but he's praying. <laughs> but he's praying. <laughs> but he's praying. The Lord says, bring, 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 bring everything to me. All of your concerns. All of your issues. Uh, all of your issues. And I just thought, I, I, I'll leave you with that. I just thought that was, the, the, that was one of the most beautiful things I had ever heard. Because, because he was telling God what was really on his heart. He was telling God, and that's what God asks us to do. He asks us to talk to him about the small things, the little things, and the large things. And so with that, I'm going to have Sam come up. He's going to tell you about his experience. And each child will, will give you their experience uh, at Oshkosh. And when they're done, I will hand them their sanctuary honor. Sam is Sam. I'm telling you, this is my boy right here. Sam Osimbe is my boy. He is the shortest one in our Pathfinder Club. 
He's the youngest one in our Pathfinder Club, but let me tell you something. He did not let anybody punk him, okay? He, look, you can't talk to Sam any kind of way. Like, Sam will hold his own. You observe Sam. Sam is a serious young man here. So Sam is my boy, and he's faithful. He always works hard, very helpful. So Sister Musimbe, I don't, I don't see you immediately. But th yes, this is my man right here. Go ahead. Happy Sabbath. My name is Samuel Musembe. I am in the companion class. We did a lot of fun things at camp, such as pin trading and special events and so much more. As you can tell, I, like, I love pin trading a lot. But most importantly, we learned so much great things about God. Amen. Hello, I am Bianca Adams, and I am now in the companion class. At Oshkosh, we did a lot of things, and my favorite things to do was singing in the choir and listening to the ventriloquist and the little lamb roast people. Um, it was very fun to watch. Pastor Rob, sorry for you. Um, <laughs> Uh, the things I didn't really like was the bus ride because all I did was sleep. Yeah, I just, I, I just sleep. And, and the amount of walking. My feet hurt a lot. And I could feel the muscles growing. Um, I met a lot of people there too from different countries and places like Michigan and, and Korea and Philippines, where my mom's from. Mm. I forgot the other things, though. So I can't really mention. Um, but I'm glad to say I had a good experience at Oshkosh. Come on up. As Troy comes up, there was, yes, when she says the walking, you will lose five to seven pounds because everything is far. You walk at least, I would say, two to three miles a day. Like, really, you're walking all day. And it was at least a mile going to where all of the events and hangers were. So, yes, we, we, we did a lot of walking, did a lot of walking. Hello, my name is Troy Adams, and I had a great experience at Oshkosh. Some of the things I liked the most about Oshkosh was the friends I made and the, and the pin trading. But there was one thing I loved the most. It was the programs in the evening. The programs were very fun with the music and the plays. The pins, the pin trading was fun because you can get a lot of great and rare pins. The main thing about pin trading, I thought, was, to, was getting to know other people from other countries. On the third day of Oshkosh, we did, a, we did community service by passing out guides to, to the neighborhood in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. On Saturday, we had a great day, even though it was very hot. 
on that Saturday, we got to do one activity because everything was closing down. After that activity, we had to pack up and leave the camps, campground. Good morning, church. Happy Sabbath. Happy Sabbath. Uh, my name is Tiffany Thomas, and I have just finished a guide class. My experience at Oshkosh was amazing, from bonding more with my fellow Pathfinders and using the nasty porta potties. My favorite part of the trip to Oshkosh was, leaving mo was learning more about God and finding people from different countries to trade pins. Going to Oshkosh made a huge impact on my life, and I think everyone should get an opportunity to experience it. Hello. Hello, church. Hello. My name is Laddie, and I, the things that I liked about Oshkosh was the pin trading because I got to trade pins and know other Pathfinders from um, from around the world. And I also liked the evening plays that took place every day because you got to learn m like more details about David's story, um, and. I didn't like the restrooms, they were very dirty, but I can't, I can't really be mad at it because like, it is camping, so. <laughs> but I still liked Oshkosh, I had a lot of fun, and I can't wait for the next international campery. and happy Sabbath. My name is Jared Hernandez and I've finished a companion class and I'm going to Explorers. My experience at Oshkosh was awesome but tiring. Seeing so many Pathfinders amazed me, especially when we all got together during worship. All the activities were great for me except for one, the cave obstacle course. I was too tall for it. I really like to play every night about David and Goliath and pen trading. A lot of times I think about it and I wish I could go back. Good morning and happy Sabbath. My name is Ashton Masimba. Oshkosh was a really great experience for me. We played games in the van, we got to meet other Pathfinders, we did pin trading, and we got honors. We became closer to each other, and it was a really fun experience. But most important is that we are chosen and we became closer to God. Amen. Good morning. <laughs> what? 
technical glitches. Um, um, good morning, church, or afternoon. Um, uh, my name is Ethan Thomas. Um, yes. Um, even though um, it was my third time going to Oshkosh, it is my first time going as a Pathfinder. There were lots of great activities, but my favorite part was pin trading. Pin trading is life. The rules were finesse or be finesse, but if you don't know what that means, Google it. Um, <laughs> I, I also decided to, to join the choir. It was a great, it was, I had a great time. I learned how to use my tenor voice. And most of all, my sister got baptized. Amen. That was my experience at Oshkosh. Real quick, I, I don't know what, if you heard what he said. He said finesse or be finessed. Let me translate that for you. <laughs> it, 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 so what they were doing was they were trading pins. And if you look on their, on their sashes, some of them... Um, Different conferences develop these pins for trading and clubs. And so what you would do is you'd meet somebody from a club. Hey, do you have a pin, you know, that's XYZ from where you're from? I have a pin from Texas. Will you trade me your pin? And so the pins become a, a, a bartering system. And so finesse or be finesse, what these individuals decided to do was try to get the best pin for their worst pin. So that's, 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 what they, that's what they mean. And so, and so, but everyone is trading these pins and you're trying to get a set and all these type of things. So if you look, they have all these different pins from different conferences and areas. So that's, that's, what, he, that's what he meant. I, I, I did, again, this is why Sam is my boy. Sam was probably the coolest Pin trader I've ever seen. This brother will go up, and if you watch the transaction, it was like legit serious. Like he would go up and he would be like, he would just pull out his merchandise. And then like they would be, the, and these kids would be totally intimidated by Sam, even though he was so small. And then they would like just give him pins. Sam literally had he would have a completely different set of pins by the end of each night. He would just, yeah, he'd have one set of pins. By the time he came back that evening, he had a whole nother set of pins plus like two or three more. Sam was serious about pin trading. Go ahead. <laughs> Good morning, church. Happy Sabbath. And my name is Ken, and I'm currently I'm going to the Voyager class. My Oshkosh experience was the best experience that I could ever have, unfortunately. Meeting, fa meeting fellow Pathfinders, new or old, I'm listening to music from around the world, and my favorite out of all, pin trading. Even though there are some unpleasant things about Oshkosh, like the porta parties and the showers and my worst fear, washing dishes, I learned from this experience that your talent is God's gift to you, and what you do with it is your gift back to God. And I also learned that on this year's Oshkosh was to help Pathfinder understand their place in the world and recognize their unique talents from gifts from God. And I also didn't like how we had to walk a long way and to go back. That was my Oshkosh experience. 
I promise you I will not intercept every single time they come up here, but I have to get onto this, this washing dishes. See, Ken, I love Ken, and I love Charles, and I love Fred, but sometimes when boys get together, they don't listen. So to, you know, you have to get their attention. So if they're not listening, they end up washing dishes for the entire camp. And it seemed like they were doing it every single night. They were washing dishes because we need to listen to what Miss Faith and Mr. Adam is saying. So anyway, Brother Rajiv. Okay. Janae. Good morning and happy Sabbath. Good morning, happy Sabbath. Um, well, I, I didn't write something, but what I liked was pin training, of course, and getting baptized yeah. in front of a whole bunch of people and participating in the choir that there was. And, well, I didn't like the porta bodies, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> And I didn't like walking because we were really far from where all the activities were. Yeah, <laughs> really far. And, well, I don't, yeah, I guess. Good afternoon, church. Um, well, I also didn't write anything, but um, most of my memorable memories from Oshkosh were the snow cones they had there. Um, after happy hour, we always got them, and they're just, they're really good. Um, another thing that was memorable was the 5K that I ran. Um, I did it under 30 minutes, so I was pretty surprised. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So, yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Don't, don't move. Don't move. Okay, let me, let me, I know the hour is getting late, and I appreciate you all's patience. Ashley, I didn't know Ashley was as fast as she is. There were a thousand people who participated in this 5K. That's three, that's three plus miles. Three plus miles of running. And we, we put Ashley kind of in the middle where, you know, with another adult that we knew who would, who would kind of keep up with her. And we should have put her in the front, actually. Ashley is fast. Ashley came in fifth out of, in her age group, she came in fifth out of all of the people that participated. <laughs> She's fast. And had we put her towards the front, she would have, she would have finished in the top three. I, I, I'm convinced of it. Um, but it, it started, this 5K was, was, it started raining when we got out there. By the end of it, it was cloudy and still drizzling and rain. And, um, and Ashley, I mean, she just, she just really impressed me. She really impressed me. And so when she talks about the 5K, it was around an airfield. So, you know, imagine an, an, an airport. They're running around pretty much most of the airfield. And so anyway, that was, that, I was very impressed with her. So just give her a round of a, a, a applause. Sorry, this is, I promise you, this is the last time. Because it's just, you know, it's just bringing up a whole lot of great memories that we had. So we had asked the Pathfinders if they wanted to participate. Ashley was the only one that said yes. 
But when we got there and they announced that you would get a what? A pin. Okay, guess who was up in here talking about Sam? Sam was like, I want to run. I want to run. Malik ran too. And, and actually, Malik ran and Sam ran. They didn't get to place because they were not registered in time, but they wanted to run. And they would give all the participants, if you registered or not, they would give you pins. So we were not worried about Malik. We know that Malik runs track. He's in sports at school. But I was a little worried about Sam because he's so small. He had on boots, and it was raining. So when he, when they, he started running, I said, Sam is not going to make it. Somebody needs to go out there, maybe find because he's going to give out. And then when it started raining, we really got worried because we did, weren't seeing Sam. And so the pastor and Adam, he, they went on a little golf cart looking for him. Oh, y'all were walking. I'm sorry. Looking for him. Do you know Sam finished that race? In boots. In boots. Soaking wet, okay, just to get a pin. <laughs> so on the way, though, I don't know why Sam didn't tell this story. They had, there were adults out there as well with their children, and there were a few mothers who had their babies out there that were running the, or walking the 5K. You could walk, too. Sam actually stopped to help a lady that had the babies and, and in the stroller. And Sam, the reason why Sam actually took so long was because he was pushing the stroller for a lady. Servant of God and a friend to man. I, I won't dote on Sam anymore, but Sam is my boy. Hold on. <laughs> All, right. All right, so good afternoon and happy Sabbath. My name is Charles Aquero, and I'm going to the Ranger class. My experience at Oshkosh was very fun and exciting. I met old and new friends from all around the world, and even did pin trading. Pin trading was our source of entertainment because, like, we didn't have our phones. It was a struggle, but I mean, pin trading was so good. So, pin, pin trading life. All right, so pin trading. So, and uh, I learned how to be a responsible leader at Oshkosh and even learned everything you do has consequences, like washing the dishes. And get your pins taken out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Overall, my Oshkosh experience was very enlightening, and I hope to go again. As Malik is coming up, Charles is really a very responsible young man, though. He really is. And when we gave him tasks to do, he was like soldier on it. I'm like, wow, this is a new Charles. Okay, go ahead, Malik. All right, thank you. Good afternoon. And happy Sabbath. My name is Malik Smith, and I completed the companion class, and now I'm in the explorer class. What I enjoyed about Oshkosh is how we all bonded with each other without phones and pin trading and also roasting on each other. What I didn't like is how the weather affected us and how it got cold and started raining. We all met a lot of people from the Caribbean and Africa and so on. We all learned something. I learned how to be responsible and how electronics won't do everything for us. Oh, Jesus, help me. Hi, 
everyone. My name is Thalia Baptiste, and I'm going into Boyd's Church. The journey to Oshkosh was long, but having good friends made it easier. When we arrived at Oshkosh, there was lots of work to be done. There were lots of work to be done. After we were done setting up the campsite we had to explore, we went around and explored the campgrounds where you saw hundreds of thousands of different pathfinders. I especially enjoyed worships worship sessions during the evening, even the play about David. During the camp, I even had time to go play volleyball with my friend from Fort Worth Eagles. We even cheered Ashley as she ran the 5K and got baptized. Amen. We completed an obstacle course, a ball pit challenge, and we escaped an escape room challenge as a club. We also went to the prayer tent and where we received a blessing and strength to complete the sanctuary honor and the creation honor. The food court was exceptional. There was food from all around the world. Pin trading was fun. Of, pin trading was fun. We, all, we all had fun and it was exciting. This was a life-changing experience. It was one I will never forget. Oh, <laughs> listen, your children were well-fed. That's what, that's what Sharon is alluding to. They were well-fed. They were well-fed. We had full-course meals every, by Damian Jackson. Where's Damian? There's, there's, there's Brother Jackson. There's his dad. There's his dad. Your, your son fed us well, sir. Um, and I think that's what, what Sharon is, is alluding to. So even though we walked and walked and walked, we ate and ate and ate. So, <laughs> so we did a lot. And at this time, we'll, we'll have our slide presentation. It's not very long. This is the song, um, that the theme song from, from Chosen from Oshawa. I hear the voice of Jesus. He calls me by my name He pulls me ever closer For He has come to save My God is on the throne And I am not alone We are chosen to fight To stand up for the right To proclaim that you Declare you are king of our everything Lord, fill us with your love We are chosen, chosen To bring your light to the world Fixing my eyes on my Lord Though I risk it all Choose to follow Jesus, though the heavens fall. Walking the narrow way, we're choosing you today. Today, we are chosen. 
Parents, guardians, um, pastor, his wife, uh, church members, uh, thank you for your support. Thank you for your continued support. Um, and thank you for all that you do for our club, for your club. Um, at this time, I believe we are, I don't have a bulletin in front. There we go. We will have the closing hymn. It's going to be Take My Life and Let It Be. Will everyone stand for the closing hymn? Let's, let's sing the first and last stanza. <clears throat> Take my life and let it be consecrated lord to thee take my hands and let them move at the impulse of thy love at the impulse of thy love last verse take my love my lord i pour at thy feet its treasure store take myself and i will be ever only all for thee ever only all for Okay, church, I know it has been uh, quite an experience, and we have been here for a while, but we have to do one more thing, and that's the appeal to our Lord and our God for these Pathfinders. So, Pathfinders, I want you to come up here. Okay, form a circle. Elders, please come. Pastor, please come. 
We are going to pray dedication for these pathfinders. Any elder in the house, doesn't have to be just from faith community. Former or current elders, please come up. Touch a pathfinder. Lay it on hands of these pathfinders because this has been done by God. We appreciate um, Adam. We appreciate faith. We appreciate the pathfinders, but without God, it's impossible. Head elder, please. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your kindness. Thank you for the ride, the journey, always start with the first mile. All the way to Oshkosh, you gave them a new song in their hearts. They were looking forward to meet with others coming from around the world. And there they are coming from Garland Faith Community Church. Thank you for your anointing to their leaders, Adam Chance, Sister Faith, and all the crew, and my brother from Casa Leader Church. Uh, we have come to love him. We have come to see him here many times. And thank you for, the, for, for ordaining them to lead this group. And Father, we had these stories, these stories... Of, of experience. They met, they bonded, they sang, they competed, and you were watching and just smiling as they learned to worship you. Thank you for your presence. And thank you for the pastors who were there. We thank you for Pastor Delima. He was around this group, praying for them and being the best cheerleader he can ever be. We thank you for uh, the parents, Errol Thomas, Brother Damon Jackson, uh, who was just serving, just providing meals and serving at his best. Lord, we thank you for such a spirit. At this point, they were in one accord. They were there to worship and represent their church. And so we thank you. Thank you for... Uh, for all these stories told and those that were not told, uh, we were laughing, we were encouraged. Uh, above all things, may they have a stronger relationship with thee. So we thank you for this day. We cannot ask for more. Your name has been glorified. Now as we depart, be with us now and forevermore. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.